Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Tom and Warren on Joy. Good morning, Tom. We're running late. I'm, 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 in, I'm hurrying. Yeah, hi, you're excited to get on. 15 degrees, 15. Uh, uh, no, hey, listen, I'm 12. Is that what you're saying? I'm 15. Oh, no. Heading for a top of 19. How warm was it this morning? I left I the house in, like, jackets and I went back in and took off my thermal underwear. The dogs thought they were getting lucky. But, yeah. You were standing in the corner taking off more thermal underwear just before. Yeah, but I owe, I owe Andy a lot. Yeah, I owe him a lot. That was It was basically a, what do you call it, sympathy strip. Okay, that's yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. He's left the building, I think, now. No, he's gone. He took some tissues and moisturised and disappeared. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. It's early. We don't want to know what's happening. We've got lots on today's show. Do you know it's World First Aid Day? So we're going to do some mouth-to-mouth on each other later on. Thank you. Uh, you know, I only accept to be blown up from the lower part of the body. I don't want someone else's mouth near mine. <laughs> And that's why I didn't shave. You notice none of us ever shaved today. I know. Even Andy's looking disgusting. We've all come in. We're going to have some man come in and practice mouth to mouth and we're all looking hairy. We're all going to be like sandpaper. <laughs> yeah. There's a confused kangaroo. Yes. There's a really confused kangaroo. I've been saying that to Andy for years. He's got a kangaroo loose in the top paddock. I think he's got the... He's in, he's in Austria. Oh, no. So he's dressed as like in a nun's outfit running up and down yep. the mountains singing yep, yep. the I think... hills are alive. <laughs> I, I mean, I've done that before. I, that could have been a picture of me. I've been drunk running around Austria. Well, the local police the local police are trying to find it, according to the BBC. The kangaroo was spotted multiple times over the weekend and is still at large, with police reportedly treating it as a missing pet case. Have you seen how big the beers are in Austria? They're huge. They're monstrous. There's no kangaroo, they're just drunk. That's the rats there are monstrous. Let me tell you, when they come out of the mountains, when Forley Maria and those seven little mongrels start chasing those things out of the hills, they come miles down. <laughs> I, I think Wayne said after about four days in, in Salzburg, I had to leave because if I asked one more nun, how do you solve a problem like Maria, or I tried to sing and dance. It seemed to be whenever they I had vi- too much to drink. They are very big, big bees. Um, the, the police have said they've got no idea where it comes from. It's, they've called the zoos, kangaroo breeders. Why would you have kangaroo breeders? Well, how many they got over? There. I don't know. Maybe they have. No, but you know what? Those Loudenhausens look a bit. They're hot. Have you seen them? They need a bit of kangaroo skin to rub up and down. Yeah. Do you know? A few weeks you've ago, you've got Loudenhausens. I went don't to. You? I went to a friend's farm, and there was an emu there. Well, I think it looked like an emu. It was <laughs> it had long legs and this round body thing in so it. So there's either two ways. It's either an ostrich or, so, an, or an emu. emu. I think there's it was, only two very large birds. I think it was an emu. And what colour was it? It was sort of a. a a grey... Okay, cool. Yes. I think Sorry. we're on the thing. Yeah, yeah I think it was on it. Anyway, it looked at me. So I was with some friend and I looked back and I thought, don't you dare come towards me. Don't you dare come towards me. And sure enough, it yeah. looked over and it started coming over. I was really nervous. Yeah, well, have you seen the size of you? It would be six times taller it, than well, you. Well, <laughs> you could have rode it. You could have rode it all the way back to Melbourne, all the way into Richmond, down Bridge Road. You could have begun beep, beep, out of the trams. You're like Roadrunner or whatever. Yeah, not worried about that tram filling. 
like a, a rhinoceros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Warren's on an ostrich. I'm yeah, yeah, he's on and it came up. It, it did, and I thought, oh, it's going to get my eyes. It wants to eat my eyes. <laughs> I, I could imagine Warren. He's one of those that's scared of the magpie to run down. Which going, oh, it's going to pick me. Oh, my eyes. My. I thought it was going to. So I covered my eyes. I thought, nah, you know what? Uh, I don't want it. To so you ran through the bush with your <laughs> yeah, eyes, covered. eyes covered. That's <laughs> even better. And then you'd fall in a wombat hole and never. He'd never be found. He was running from an emu with his eyes closed and fell in a wombat hole. I found it really scary, actually, but I thought, it it did, it looked as I'm going to get you. I'm going to get those eyes. This just threatened to eat it. (laughs) Got a cruise for you, Tom. Are you a cruise man? No way. I went on one years ago and I ended up getting in trouble because I started a protest on the boat. It was like two cyclones and an earthquake. Basically, we couldn't get off this boat every time they took us to another Pacific right. island. Yeah, and then so we, we was in the queue because, wait, have you been on a cruise? No, go, I've never been. Oh, you group have to go to, like, that deck such to get off the boat. And they sent everyone to different spots and you go to get off. We're all sitting there ready to get off the boat. Boom, no, no. Earthquake, cyclone, oh, oh no. gone off again somewhere. It was P&O prison. So I started a protest. Let me off the boat. Let me off the boat. And I had everyone screaming too. <laughs> then the captain came and agreed to buy me a drink to shut me up. And I said, oh, no, 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 mate, you buy me and everybody else in this room a drink. <laughs> and he did it. Then we went to the captain's cocktail party the next day. I'm standing there next to this lovely little Greek lady. She was sweet. You know, da, 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 telling me about mm. sun, something, I don't know. Next minute, the roof fell down, <gasps> the ceiling panel went boom and hit the woman in the head. Oh, no. I said, are you okay? And she was all right. As I was getting her up, then her son came over. Then she was hurt. Oh, that was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But I said to her, when she was laying there, I go, sweetheart, just lay there. You could own this P&O boat. (laughs) Do you understand? (laughs) You could own this. We can pull this. Yeah, shut up. When she was laying on the ground, I said, don't get up, sweetie. I go, you could own this. You can park this out the front of your house in Altona. (laughs) You can be living in this. But that's my trip. So I went on a cruise. If I go on a cruise, I want to go with you. <laughs> no, it was the 10 days of the worst thing ever. I don't... I don't I'm, look, I'm not attracted... Someone needs to convince me otherwise. I'm a bit scared of being stuck with the same people. Oh, and it's terrible. It's, it was quite funny because you arrive and it's like, how could I say it? First of all, I think you have to go to Centrelink and collect your weekly pension. Then you go and jump into the cruise ship. So I was trying to say that. No. Well, this one might be good for you because Virgin apparently are going to have an adults-only cruise. Oh. That's right. It's Richard Branson's latest money-making venture alongside, you know, music, banking, airlines, See, mobile I phone networks. I read that totally wrong. Because it's Virgin as in Virgin the... Oh, did you think it No, was... I thought they were like Virgins about people who hadn't had sex. And I'm thinking a Virgin's <laughs> only cruise. And I'm thinking, wow, that's going to be a very lonely, sad thing. Wasn't all the boys sitting on one side or the girls on the other? And then I'm thinking about if they're all Virgin adults, can you imagine how unattractive and overweight they are? <laughs> the boat would probably get past their heads and the whole thing would sink. <laughs> It'd be called human humanity, wouldn't it? It's you going, can't get laid while we'll put you on the bottom of the ocean. It's going to leave from in from uh, oh, Port okay. Miami in Florida, and it's going to head to the Caribbean. Uh, oh, not, not the Virgin. There's no, not the, there's no word on when it's going to depart. It's going to be sometimes in 2020, apparently. But this, we've been having gay cruises forever. Is this like this is just adults only? So no children. No, no children at all. It says Virgin Voyages is an adult by design travel experience. Our voyages are for sailors, eighteen years of age and older. Well, hello, sailor. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played soggy sailor in God knows how long. I have, need to get back out on the water. Apparently, there's going to be space for two thousand seven hundred passengers. So it's pretty big, and a crew of one thousand one hundred fifty. At least the crew will be there. Oh, you actually got to get on with the crew. That's yep. how you get on that cruise because then 10 o'clock comes and it's bringing you a drink. 
Boom. Hello. I'm going on a cruise with you. Tom, a UK woman has been savagely oh. mocked on the international shaming platform. That is Twitter after she appeared on a breakfast TV program claiming that her Siberian husky was happy on a vegetarian diet. She went on this show and uh, in clips from the broadcast, the owner, her name's Lucy, she can be seen explaining that her regal-looking companion, his name's Storm, uh, appeared to lose interest in her normal dog food earlier this summer. So, number summer. one, she called her dog Storm. Storm. <laughs> I mean, people. <laughs> and she offered Storm some vegetables, and Storm went and ate the vegetables. So she sure, thought, it's a dog. I've seen it eat poo off the street. <laughs> like, it, 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 they follow my chickens around, and they go poop, and they eat it. Of course I'll eat a vegetable. I'll eat anything. Well, the program's host invited a vet along for the segment, and they revealed they had to test to see whether the dog actually preferred the veggies to mm-hmm. the meat. And they placed two bowls, one of each food type, in front of the pup. Oh, so it's like the secret so it's diet the test. coke test. Oh, it's, it's is like it? the, the, yes. <laughs> the secret. So you say to the dog, can you tell the difference? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, okay, I get it. So, so you're giving them two bowls, one of vegetables one and of one vegetables, with a chicken. One, one, with, one with, I can't, don't know what, what oh. meat it was, but yeah, I think it was chicken actually. So two bowls and they let the dog go to yeah. see which one the dog would eat. Now, the dog did pause and had a bit of a sniff at the vegetables. At the vegetables. Oh, please tell me he cocked his leg and peed on it. <laughs> that would have been the best. Please, is this where this story's going? No. Oh, okay. The dog went and ate the um, the meat. Of course. It's yeah. a dog. Yeah, so anyway, she's been ridiculed to bits because of, you know, claiming that her dog was a vegetarian. The vet said, no, they can't make a choice, therefore we can't make choices for them. In other words, they just eat anything. Yeah. And it's important that they have both. But I believe a dog is like that thing, isn't it? Like omnivore? They'll eat anything. Yeah, they, they eat both. But uh, earlier this year, there was an alert issued over the potential danger of low-meat dog food. So there's ones that replace, you know, things with lentils and chickpeas and I think potatoes. Oh. Yeah, these great. Have you ever been to Byron? I can't stand the dirty hippies that live on lentils, let alone have a dog that ate lentils. Oh, could you imagine some hippie dog? <laughs> well, hello, I'd like to chase the ball, but my Venus is not in my Uranus, so I must first sit here and meditate whether I can collect that ball. Is my legumes ready? Sky, sky. I mean, oh, for God's sake, play another song. People are morons. <laughs> No, we're being serious now. We we going. We've got a serious topic to discuss. I'm not making light or joke of it. No, this there's is a lot serious. of cream rising to the top, uh, and there's a this lot of puns I could make, but we're not going, going there. No, this is serious. A Queensland Dairy Farmers Collective is calling on Australians to shell out more loose change for milk with a 10 cent levy per litre to go directly back to farmers in drought. That's right. The Queensland Dairy Organisation QDO has begun an online petition to have the levy imposed through the major supermarkets, and already over 10,000 people have signed the change.org petitions seven days after it was established. What a great idea. It's good, but I actually we talked about this yesterday and this is why we want to talk. It annoys me calling it a drought levy because it then sounds like a handout. I agree. As far as I'm concerned, it's like, you know, government saying, oh, here, we're going to help you. No, it's a fair price for a for fair milk. milk. Now, it's- these people... Let's just say what they paid for milk, a dollar a litre, what it cost them to make it 10 years ago, they're still getting the same dollar, but that dollar now is worth a dollar eighty. 
Exactly. So from what they, 10 years ago, it's terrible. So the petition... So that annoys me. Well, it's calling on Coles and Woolworths to collect the levy by increasing prices and for milk processors to guarantee to pass the full amount back to the farmers. But both supermarkets have come back quoting an ACCC report following an inquiry into the dairy sector released in May, which found there was no link between prices paid to farmers by processors and the amount charged for private label milk in their stores. I reckon that's a load of rubbish. Yeah, so who's, who's this ACCC, the Australian Commission of the Corruption and that, yeah. The competition and whatever you call them, the ACCC. They, they well, let's be honest, half of them are probably employed. They're probably overseas people that came here and didn't let them end under a tourist visa. The, the supermarkets have said, we believe a holistic solution mm. involving industry and government is needed to drive meaningful and long-term reform in the dairy sector. It doesn't need industry and government. It just needs supermarkets to stop screwing the farmers. Yeah. Oh, we, we, we get all upset about a plastic bag. We charge you that. 15 but cents, But yeah. we can't even charge, give a farmer correct money. Yeah, exactly. I Do you agree. know what? Anyone who gets up seven days a week at four o'clock in the morning to milk those things. Have you ever milked a cow? Have you ever been in a dairy? No. Because the cows come in and their bums face you and you're on this little runway down the thing. And you've got to... So as you're putting the little suckers up onto the titties of that right. one, this one behind just pooing and weeing and it's hitting the back of you and poos go. Oh, it's disgusting. So it's hard work. And it's, it's early gross. morning work. Yeah. And, yeah, I think we should pay a fair price for it. Absolutely. I agree. So would you pay 10 cents? I'd pay more. I think we should pay $2 for a litre of milk. It costs you that for water. Yeah. For I... Coca-Cola. I mean, it's ridiculous. How can we milk be cheaper than Coke? Ab- absolutely. <laughs> Kylie giving you up on Join it's Miss Minogue to you. Yeah, until you get some manners and buy some better shoes, you won't be using her first name. Kylie. But the reason we've played Kylie is thank you, Mr. Colin Tyrus, who sent me through an important news article that's just come out. What is that? Breaking news. Oh, God, I don't even want to say it. She's an idiot sometimes. Kylie Minogue says she's found Mr. Right. Oh. Uh, I will tell her all the time, don't worry about Mr. Right. Mr. Right now. If you're just worrying about getting some now, Mr. Wright comes eventually. Well, anyway, she made the comment as she attended the GQ Awards in London last night. She's dating that GQ man. Uh, The 50-year-old Australian singer has romantically linked to GQ's magazine creative director, Paul Sommons. Oh. Uh, Speaking on the red carpet of the GQ Man of the Year Awards, the singer opened up about the relationship, teasing, I found my man of the year and some. The singer split from Josh... In Sass in 2017, who was also her Mr. Right at the time. And shall we go through <laughs> But we're not going to go there. I mean, me and Kylie are friends. I can say this stuff. You're allowed to say this to your best girlfriend. Okay. Sweetheart, you're an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, she and Solomon are, are thought to be have dating since February this year. Earlier this year, Kylie shared a pics on Instagram with her. So breaking news. So she's announced it now. So well, we all knew it. Either. She was walking down the street trying to cover up a ring on her finger. And everyone's like, ooh. And I thought, oh, God. That's so crazy. she reckons, so each, are you saying every time she gets with the guy, she says, this is Mr. Right? Yeah. Have you, do you not follow Kylie on no, Instagram? No. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's worn about 18 <laughs> wedding dresses as we go. My best, my favourite one is when she was played at Epirini Ray from Kath and Kim. <laughs> she wore that wedding dress, which turned out to be the original Neighbours one that they buggered around. Oh, really? Yeah. 
there was something. I don't know whether that's true or not, but I make that stuff up. You know that. Now, if you're looking for love, Tom, I've got. I'm always looking for love, but in the wrong places. So the song goes. According to a survey um, of more than five thousand travellers from 141 different countries about their onboard connections, one in every 50 travellers has met the love of their life on a plane. That's pretty good odds. How many? One in every 50. Okay. I have a problem. Anyone that sits next to me in transport, whether it's, you know, whether I'm in my private jet, (laughs) (laughs) whether I'm on a plane or like a bus. Oh, yeah, helicopter that landed on the roof here. Yeah, Yeah. like a bus. I I don't like anyone that sits next to me. No? How dare you invade my space? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've got a one in 50 chance of meeting the love of your life on a plane. The survey, which was conducted in July, also revealed that 16% of travellers formed a business connection on a fly, which is easy. Yeah, it's called uh, the Mile High Club. It's, well, (laughs) business. I mean, if if there's money transaction in, it's usually called a business. (laughs) And 14% made long-lasting friendships. That's really clever. I might do that. I might talk to... Richard, about Virgin. Get hookers in the sky. I mean, oh what are you going to do for 21 hours? I, I'd pay a couple of but bucks. Do, but do you find when you are travelling, you're more friendly or relaxed? And Not I'm on the plane. No? Once I get out of the airport, I'm fine. When I'm in that airport, it's every man for themselves. <laughs> I'm running down there. I'm running to the queue. I shove my bags out so people can't get past me. I hate when someone overtakes me on that little runway that takes me to the plane. But w- and that one always tries to, oh, that ain't ever happening. <laughs> no. Then I run off the plane and I run to the bags. You have and, to be first. And then once oh I'm out God. of the airport, I'm like, oh, hello. Now I'm happy. Hello. Are yeah. you one of the people that, you know, when the seatbelts, when the plane's landed and the oh, I'm seatbelts... I'm, I'm down. Are you, I'm, yeah, I'm gone. Are you one of the ones that gets no, up? I'm actually not. But You're not, are you, or are you a waiter? Do you wait? Oh, God, no. I know when my spot is and I watch everybody and if that man behind me tries to get in front, oh, that ain't happening in my watch. But have you ever met any really good connections on a flight? Have you ever? Or you're just too... Before I met my husband, I was too bloody poor to catch a bus. So every time I've gone on a plane, I've been with him. I reckon, yeah. I reckon you meet some amazing people. Absolutely. Really? Yeah, I remember meeting this guy once. He took me back to his house. And it wasn't what you're thinking. <laughs> and we had this... <laughs> Would you like to come back? I can see my dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) She rubs the lotion on or she gets the hose. And and his mum cooked me this local meal. It was just amazing. Oh, and he went back to his mother's house. (laughs) That's even sadder. (laughs) I met this very attractive man and he invited me back to his house, to his mother's house, so his mother could cook dinner. (laughs) Warren. (laughs) Wake up with Tom and Warren. Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Available via podcast at joy.org.au on iTunes or your favourite podcasting platform. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.